Oh 
Father, because we have come before the great I am. We have come before the God of the universe. Hallelujah. We have come before the God whom to you, Father, nothing is impossible. Hallelujah. We thank you right now, Father. We worship you right now for what you're doing in this place. We worship you right now, Father, for what you're doing in our lives. We worship you right now, Father, for the glory that is in this place, oh God. For the glory that is going to be revealed in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We just give ourselves to you, Father. We give ourselves to you, Father. We give ourselves to you, Father. We give ourselves to you, Father. And we say, have your way in this place, Father. I want us to just intercede as a church the Holy Spirit be glorified in this place. Oh, be glorified, Holy Spirit. Have your way in this place, Holy Spirit. Move as you desire in our midst, Holy Spirit. Bring to perfection the work that you started, oh God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your name is highly exalted in this place, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 You are exalted in this place, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. We've come to seek your face, Father. We rely on your strength tonight, Father. We rely on your grace tonight. We've come to seek you, Father. We've come for no other but you, Jesus, to seek your face, Father. And we thank you, Lord, that you are blessing us tonight. Father, we thank you that whatever the situation, you are taking care of it. We thank you that you are perfecting all things, Father, in our lives. You are perfecting all things in this place of worship. Hallelujah. We continue to declare this place to be a place of refuge, a place of deliverance, hallelujah, a place of salvation, hallelujah. We thank you right now, Father, for those that are coming, Father. We don't see them with the physical, Lord, but we see them in the spirit, and we call them forth. We thank you that they are coming, Father, for us to receive salvation, to be delivered and restored and to remain abiding in you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. world. 
I would say, you know. I thought I saw Sister Gisela. Is she? Yeah, yeah, phone call came. Okay. Check if she's out for me, please. Yeah. Yes, check. Glory be to God. How are we doing today? Yes. God is awesome. Can we say amen? Yes. Yeah. Are you supposed to have this until the last time? Yeah. It's a blessing. It's a blessing to to be back. And uh, the journey was 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 awesome. Uh, it was great. And I will bring in the uh, testimonies on on Sunday. Amen. Yeah, the Lord did some really gracious, gracious things. And um we know that he is he is with us and he's going to see us through. Amen. Uh, without without well, without wasting time, I want us to go straight uh, into uh, into uh, our brief teaching tonight, and then I will I will come back come back up. Can we say amen? I want to say it's a, it's, it's a blessing. You know, to see what God is doing everywhere around the world. And uh, the message at this hour is that we all have to stay strong and courageous. Can we say amen? We all have to do what? Stay strong and courageous. Yeah, in this, in this hour that we are living. The devil thinks he's going to win, but he's not going to win because <laughs> God is on the winning side. At the end of the day, the Lord is on the winning side. I want to let you know that the church worldwide is going through uh, a, tough, a tough season. You know, after traveling uh, various areas, the same thing the pastors uh, are speaking, uh, intensity of persecution, uh, the people that thought they were the strongest, that, you know, uh, the enemy just, just swept them off their feet. And, uh, but we know that at the end of the day, the Lord is going to be glorified. He will win. Can we say amen? So if there's any word I want to let you all know tonight, is that be courageous. Stay strong. Because the reward is going to be very great. Are we together? The reward is going to be what? Very great. Very great. Very great. Uh, we had to pray for us for a church that was 6,000 6, members that uh, as the enemy came, the storm that has been going on, most of the people were not crowded. He came down to 300 members. And uh, they, uh, 
trying to sell to sell the building and then get to a little uh, to a location that's uh, 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 contained them. And uh, but one thing for sure is that the Bible already said that this time will come. But the Lord is going to win. And the church will win because it says, For the gates of hell shall not do what? It will not prevail against the church. As we get into this new season, 5778, the season of harvest, the season of great encounter with the Lord. I want to encourage you all, don't look back. Even a little, don't try it. Stay focused. Can we say amen? Yeah, I'd like to, uh, I'd like us to, to just give a big clap offering as we uh, welcome uh, Sister Nadesh to share with us. Give God a big clap offering. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, I want to appreciate, you know, all those that have been sharing. You know, I, I tend to realize that the church is filled with a lot of mixture. You know, uh, everybody has his style. You know, the flavors. You know, it's, 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 it's awesome. It's awesome. God has flavors, you know, in, in, in the house in the house of God. You know, and uh, great and, and great teachers, amen. Which uh, will be seen coming up, you know, all this while, all this, all this time. So stay faithful, and we say amen. All right, where's Nana? Where oh, she ran. Glory to God. Want to welcome those of you that are viewing us, and I will pray that you are going to be blessed at this hour in Jesus' name. Heart here, and that all glory be unto your name. 
Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm not an orator. I'm going to read. Please don't be offended if I'm not looking up because I'm reading my paper. <laughs> um, so I will be talking about two personalities in Scripture. Two types of personalities, if you may, will influence most of the happenings of our times and of the end times. Both of them are referred to as a woman. And I'm going to define what a woman is before I continue, so half of us are not left out. A woman in many scriptures um, represents the church. In Jeremiah 2, Jeremiah 6, verses 2 says, I have likened the daughter of Zion to a calmly and beautiful woman. And 2 Corinthians 11, 2 says, and this is Paul speaking to the church at Corinth, and he says, I am jealous for you with a godly jealousy. For I promise you to one husband to present you as a pure virgin to Christ. So Paul is talking about presenting this woman, which is the church, to Christ as his bride. A woman will cause the servants of God to fall into immorality. As in Revelation chapter 2, where God... Uh, rebukes the church of Thyatira, and he says to them, because you have tolerated that woman, Jezebel, and she will be punished, as in Revelation 18, but a woman will also preserve the righteous seed. She will be supernaturally provided for and protected by God, as in Revelation 12. And my question to the women was, what type of woman are you? But now that we know the woman is a church, my question to you is, what type of church are you? And the church is the body of the temple, the body, not the building. One woman is a bride clothed in salvation and righteousness, Isaiah 61.10. A robe with no spot or wrinkle. She fights with uncarnal weapons, with the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, as in Ephesians 6. The other is called a harlot, clothed in purple and scarlet, and with much glitter. She deceives with a false sense of royalty and with a form of godliness. But hidden in her gold is blood and filth. One woman is a warrior, and the other is a murderer. Both women are a city upon a hill. Um... One is a city built by Elohim. And in Revelation 17, we see the other woman, she calls herself. She's also called a city. That's the harlot. She's also called a city. And the Bible says, For ye are the light of the world, a city that is built upon a hill. Those are two different sentences. A city built upon a hill cannot be hidden. Good or bad. <laughs> And in the last days, a city built upon the hill, which is the city of God, will not be hidden. But sadly to say, the city built upon a hill, which exalts itself, and is the Antichrist, will not be hidden. And that's why it would influence many. These women are both clothed with peculiar clothing. 
on the clothes alone. The Bible talks about a woman in Revelation 12. And verse 1 says, don't mind if I don't open my Bible. I broke down the scriptures for us on paper. <laughs> the Bible talks about a woman in Revelation 12. And verse 1 says, she's clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and her head crowned with 12 stars. Some people say this is Israel. Some people say it's the church. People are arguing. To me, it doesn't matter. The Bible is for all of us. So, and I believe that once you identify yourself in the scriptures God is giving you, you can take accountability to the word of God. Um, amen. So we know that Jesus Christ is the Son. Psalm 84.11 says, for the Lord God is our sun and our shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. And Romans 13, 14 says, To clothe ourselves with Christ Jesus and make no room for the flesh. This woman in Revelation 12 is the mother of those who keep the commandments of God making no room for the flesh. Revelation 12 also mentions a dragon that shows up. A dragon that shows up before this woman trying to devour her child. Further in Revelation, the woman is pregnant. A dragon shows up trying to devour her child. And it says this concerning the woman. The, the dragon is enraged because the Lord takes up this child into hiding. And the dragon is angry and he sets forth to persecute the woman. Amen. And he also says the dragon opens up its mouth and pours out water so that the flood will sweep this woman away. But the earth opened up its mouth, the earth opened up and swallowed the water. Amen. And why is this? Because when the enemy comes raging like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord raises up a standard against them. Amen? Amen. Okay, well, bye. <laughs> the presence of God is your only guaranteed place of safety. Amen. In these times, only those in the right garments will be supernaturally protected. One woman, this woman I'm talking about, she's also clothed with the full armor of God. I'm going to read the scripture of Ephesians 6, verses 11 to 20, describing this armor of God, and then I'm going to break down these clothing pieces and what they represent. Amen. So Ephesians 6, verses 11 to 20, Okay. I'll start from 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against authorities, 
against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand the evil days, and having done all, to stand. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the word of the spirit, which is, and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. Okay, I'm going to stop right there. Okay. So the first thing this woman is wearing is the belt of truth or the church. The first thing this woman or the church is wearing is the belt of truth. Number one, stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth. Jesus Christ is the way and the truth and the life. The truth in the word of God will guide your decisions in life. Amen? And having put on the breastplate of righteousness, number two, the, bre the, the breastplate stays fastened on your chest. It is unmoving. Think a bulletproof vest. The breastplate protects your chest, which houses all your major organs of your body, including your heart. Righteousness guards your heart, as in Proverbs 4.23. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Or other scripture says, for out of it flows the issues of life. Righteousness is rightful living, or a rightful lifestyle, which protects your core. Because it is the Lord protecting you, with or without your knowledge. God told the devil... You can touch everything, but do not touch his soul. And that, that's the scripture um, in Job. I see this as a form of the breastplate of righteousness. The Lord has a discourse uh, with the devil, and he tells him, when you go to, did I say soul? I meant Job. <laughs> when you go to Job, you can touch everything around him, but do not touch his soul. In other words, do not kill him. You cannot kill him. I see this as the breastplate of righteousness. The enemy can touch your hands, maybe. You can get a scrape on your knee, maybe, but you'll be fine. However, if an attack hits your core, then you stand at risk of a physical death, spiritual death, soul death. Amen? Okay. And number three, it says, put on shoes for your feet. The readiness given by the gospel of peace. Number four, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. The shield of faith 
unlike the breastplate of righteousness, is movable. You raise it up when you see an error coming. You raise it higher or lower, depending on the angle from where the error is coming from. Some things need rest. Other things need prayer. But other things need fasting and prayer in the word. These are different levels of faith. Amen. And take the helmet of salvation, number five. Salvation came with a decision to repent, which simply means at some point in time, you change your mind. Amen. The enemy will always want to cause you to change your mind back <laughs> and to depart from the things of God. That is why we must continue to read the word that reminds us of our salvation. Like John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. And if the devil tells you, mm, well, you're condemned already. God did not send his son to the world to condemn the world, but that through him the world might be saved. So now that I am saved and I believe in Jesus Christ, there is now no condemnation for those that are in Christ. Use the word of God to keep your salvation. Amen. And the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, number six. The sword of the Spirit is your offense. Speak the scriptures before, during, and after. Amen. And the rest of that scripture says, Praying at all times, in the Spirit, with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplications for all the saints. And also for me, and that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. So this right here um, is just a briefing of what one type of woman is wearing in scriptures, or one type of the church is wearing. The second woman, and I'm almost done, the second type of woman is called the harlot or prostitute, as in Revelation 17. For one, a prostitute is not committed to any one man. The Bible talks about a very subtle form of prostitution, and it is called double-mindedness. Wavering between two opinions. If the devil is God, the Bible says, serve him. But if Jesus is Lord, serve him. But at some point, you're going to have to make up your mind. Because not making up your mind is making up your mind to serve the devil. Amen? <laughs> the women, um, and I think I'm going to... Well, you can read Revelation chapter 17. I'm just going to break down the scripture still like the first one. Number one, what is this woman wearing? This woman who is the harlot. The woman was dressed in purple and red. And like I said to the woman, that's very interesting because everywhere you go to, they want purple or red or something that represents the blood and royalty. But this harlot is wearing purple and red. Purple here 
Of course, stands for royalty and power. But it also stands for mysteries. And we mentioned something about Paul proclaiming the mysteries before. It stands for mysteries. Two types of mysteries will increase in these end times. And one is the mystery of iniquity, of sin. And two is the mystery of righteousness. Amen. So our side would you be on? Red represents blood. Salvation, atonement of sins. But the interesting thing here, she's wearing red, which is a form of godliness. So unlike many, unlike what many of us believe, this woman, this woman is not so much the world as we know it, which is obvious enough for us to run away, but this woman, the reason why, and I'm going to digress for a second, the, one of the reasons why Jesus was so passionate about rebuking the Pharisees was because they looked like God. They had ways that looked like God and looks like freedom, but what it did was it was putting people in bondage. So Jesus' fury with Jezebel, or this harlot, or this false church, it's not so much that it is a world which is already condemned, as said in John, but because it is a world, it's a form of godliness that looks so much like God, it will cause even the elect to stray from God, following this woman, who really is the Antichrist. Amen? The Antichrist is worse than the world, I believe. The word is just ignorant and unsafe. The devils know Jesus is Lord, and even they tremble, yet they have a war against the seed of God. Amen. So, continuing. Again, red represents blood, salvation, atonement of sins. But here, she's wearing red, which is a form of godliness. For example, hypergrace. Once saved, always saved. You can do whatever you want from now on and live your life. Jesus died for you one time and you're good. Do whatever. That's a form of godliness. It's not salvation. Amen. Example two, don't judge me. <laughs> Only God can judge me. That's a form of godliness. Amen. But it is not God. This particular outfit... These colors represent the pride of life. Second, she was shining with gold, jewels and pearls that she was wearing. And some scripture says, and with much glitter, the flashy things of life, the easy things of life, the lust of the eyes she was wearing. Three, she had a golden cup in her hands. This is what she was holding. Not a sword, but a cup. This cup was filled with terrible evil things and the faith and the filth of her sexual sins. This cup represents the lust of the flesh. For the Bible says the wages of sin is death. They look enticing in a golden cup. But the one who drinks it is drinking death. But the cup Jesus gives 
brings life. Amen. She had a title written on her forehead. This title has a hidden meaning. It was written, The Great Babylon, Mother of Prostitutes, and the Evil Things of the Earth. But Jesus will write his name on the forehead of his bride, and his name is Salvation, Holy, the Word of God. This woman is wearing what I call the base of Satan. Amen. The base of Satan. Both of these women or these churches were also called mothers. One mother, a righteous seed. And in the same scripture in Revelation 12, it talks about how the fury of the dragon was so much that he said he will go after the last of her offsprings. He will go after the last of her offsprings. This woman gave birth to a child, which many people believe it was the Lord, based on how the scripture is laid out, the Lord Jesus. And this, the, 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 the serpent wanted to devour this child, and the Lord took this child up. And out of fury, this serpent came again to, to um, torment this woman. Amen. And sent forth a flood to wipe out. When Pastor was talking earlier, he mentions the waves that were passing. And many who are not standing will be swept away. But the, the Bible also said that he was coming, not after all her seed, after her seed, but the next scripture says, those who held fast to the commandments of the Lord. There is a remnant, I believe, in the end times that the enemy is furious at because he knows his time is short. And he's coming after that remnant. And he's coming with persecutions and coming with all manner of things. But these will stand because we've already seen from the beginning the Spirit of the Lord raises up the standard. Amen. However, those who are not holding fast to the commandments of God will be swept, as we're seeing. Many are getting swept away by the wave. Amen. So these two were mothers. They had seed. The second one, she was a mother of all manner of iniquity. Iniquity is not as far-fetched as we think. When we were speaking in the women's group, we mentioned one is a warrior, one is a murderer. But what does a murderer look like? Sometimes it looks so similar because they're all fighting and people are dying. <laughs> they're both fighting and people are dying. But there are many cases where one is a warrior and one is a, a murderer because how do we use our tongue? The tongue is a very, very strong, for example, the tongue is a very strong instrument in our mouth, and we can use it as the sword of the Spirit, declaring the Word of God, fighting an uncarnal war because we wrestle not against flesh and blood, speaking those things that be not as though they were, and the Bible says we can build up and we can tear down, we can bless and we can curse. However, we can also use our tongue to destroy one another. Amen. This is a type of godliness that can creep into the church, and many of us can tolerate it. My encouragement to us today 
is to be the type, the right type of church. Amen. The right type of church. The right type of woman. The right type of man. The one that God is going to use in this end times to exalt the mysteries of righteousness. To spread forth the mysteries of righteousness. And to subdue the mysteries of iniquity. Because it will increase. But God is looking for a remnant, people like you and myself, that he can use in these last days to show his wonders. Even when everything is shaken, we will not be shaken. Amen? So I just wanted to share that with us. It wasn't easy. <laughs> but I pray the Holy Spirit interprets the scripture, and I pray you take it personally and take it to heart, and that we all examine ourselves. Amen? Fighting people not to pray in this hour. 
El enemigo está peleando para que la gente no ore en este momento. El diablo quiere que vivamos una vida que de, de, de no ora, de uno, sin oración. La número cuatro. Es la falta de estudiar la palabra de Dios cuando no te metes en la palabra de Dios. Estas son las áreas que el enemigo está peleando fuerte contra de la iglesia de Dios en esta hora. Y la número cinco fights the family. Está peleando, el, enemigo está, el enemigo está peleando la familia. Si estás casado, eres una familia. Si estás soltero, también eres una familia porque representas a ti mismo. These areas Estas áreas. Oh, sorry. Y la número C, el enemigo está en contra de la asamblea de los santos. Nuestra comunión juntos. You know, just like we said the other time, the, the Bible says not forsake the assembly of brethren. La Biblia dice que no descuidemos la congregación de los santos. Traveling around. Viajar, viajar. Una de las cosas que escuché de un ministro decir es esta. Esta es la misma palabra que voy a estar hablando y predicando aquí. Esta es la hora donde la iglesia tiene que unirse más en la historia. Ahora es el tiempo que tenemos que mantenernos unidos más que nunca. Están entendiendo iglesia. Hay un espíritu demoníaco que se está colando en la iglesia. She spoke about the spirit of uh, Jezebel. Eh, habló del espíritu de Jezabel. And we are always thought that Jezebel is only a woman. It's a demonic spirit. Can get into a man. It can get into a woman. It can get into a child. Can come in anywhere. Pensamos que el espíritu de Jezabel es una mujer, pero no es un espíritu malo que se puede meter en la vida de un hombre, mujer, niño. Another spirit that is trying to creep into the church is the spirit of Leviathan. Y el otro espíritu que está tratando de meterse en la iglesia es el espíritu de Leviatán. El espíritu de Leviatán. ¿Y de qué se trata este espíritu de Leviatán? ¿Cuántos se acuerdan de este estudio que hablamos del espíritu de Leviatán? Creo que voy a, a dar ese estudio otra vez. It is the spirit of mis, 
What one spread uh, the spread of the Python does is misinformation. Una de las cosas que ese espíritu llamado Leviatán hace es que da información incorrecta. The main common thing that the spread of Python does is twist information. Ese espíritu tuerce la información. How many of you have said something and then the person heard it different on the other side? And that's not what you said. You said something and the other person heard it different on the other side. ¿Cuántos han le ha pasado que tú dices una cosa y la otra persona al otro lado lo escucha diferente? So which means when you spoke, when you spoke, the enemy what twisted it before it got to the other person. Pues quiere decir que cuando tú hablas la palabra ya el enemigo la ha torcido. Y cuando llega al oído de la otra persona ya está torcido. One of the spirits that is that also accompanies the spirit of Leviathan is also the spirit of assumption. That's all right. Assumption. Assumption. Otro espíritu que acompaña el espíritu de Leviathan es el espíritu de asunción, de asumir. Church, this is very, very dangerous. Esto es muy peligroso. People just assume. They just assume without any facts. La gente comienza a asumir las cosas sin tener un factor. They just assume that Brother Peter does not love me. Y ellos vienen y se ponen a asumir y dicen, ay, hermano Pedro no me ama. Sister Winifred does not care about me. O quizás dicen, ay, hermana no se preocupa por mí. Or the pastor does not just want to see me. O se ponen a subir y a decir, el pastor no me quiere ver. Y ellos vienen y se encierran ellos mismos en una jaula. Y comienzan a ser tormentados. Ese espíritu de Leviatán. Déjame hablarle un poquito de una de las cosas que está atrás del espíritu de Jezabel. Lo que oí que fue muy común mientras viajaba de, y hoy escuché de pastores fue eso. Y en, en estos próximos meses vamos a tener mucho cuidado con uno con los otros. There is this Hay un grupo de personas que quieren entrar a la iglesia y controlar a los pastores. Ellos no vienen a la iglesia a servirle a Dios. Ellos llegan a la iglesia con su propia agenda. Uno de los pastores con quien estuve allá en Malasia. Él dijo que Dios lo llamó a ser un pastor allá. Si estás hungry para ser a leader or something, go outside. God anoints you. You ask, He can put you somewhere. But as long as God has placed us here, we have that mantle to teach the people. Él dice, si tienes hambre y crees que Dios te ha llamado para pastorear, pues empieza fuera. Pero mientras tanto nosotros nos quedamos aquí adentro predicando como el Señor nos llamó. And you know how they creep into the church through prophecy. Y esta gente por medio de profecías. Se quiere meter en la iglesia. They creep into the church through what? Prophecies. Por medio de profecías, ellos quieren entrar a la iglesia. They are so itchy to give individuals prophecy in the church. O ellos le gustan profetizar sobre la iglesia o individuos. God is a God of order. Dios es un Dios de orden. Are you with me, church? 
¿Están de acuerdo, Iglesia? I'm getting you already because these things might try to creep in, but I want you to recognize those spirits and bind them and cast it to hell. Yo quiero prepararlo porque estas cosas se pueden meter en la iglesia. Yo quiero que ustedes puedan reprenderlo y echarlo fuera en nombre de Jesús. There is order God is bringing into the church. Hay orden que Dios quiere traer dentro de la iglesia. Are we together, church? So that is why those six things that I, that, that I named to you, take hold of it. Estas seis cosas que yo le hablé, le nombré, agárrate de ellas, aguántalas. Church, don't run after prophecies. Iglesia, no vayan tras las profecías. It is dangerous. Es peligroso. God has given you. Dios les ha dado. Pastors. A pastores. Great leaders. Líderes gran buenos. To guide and to lead in the ways of God. Para que los guíen en los caminos de Dios. And also, God has given you the spirit of discernment. Y también Dios te ha dado espíritu de discernimiento. To discern what is right and what is wrong. Para que tú mismo puedas discernir qué es lo bueno y lo malo. Are we together? So there must be order in the house of God. Debe haber un orden en la casa de Dios. We are in end, we are in the end times. Estamos viviendo los últimos días. And the enemy will do what it takes to destroy churches. Y el enemigo va a hacer lo que sea para destruir la iglesia. You have people that are coming to the church with their own minds and not to respect the authorities of the church. Hay gente que viene a la iglesia con una mente propia y, quieren, y no quieren respetar las autoridades de la iglesia. It's a es un espíritu de Jezabel. And that is why We have been praying a prayer here. Anyone that walks in here with, that, with the aim of causing destruction, let the Lord take them out. Por eso la oración nuestra ha sido que todo aquel que quiere entrar aquí dentro para causar destrucción o destrucción, que el Señor los saque fuera. Some come in and all what they want to do is they fight for the platform. Hay algunos que entran a las iglesias y pelean por la plataforma. I love what one preacher said, which I spoke to you all some time ago. Le dijo, tu llamado, el talento es para que este, ayudes en la obra de Dios aquí en la iglesia. Hay miles de personas allá afuera que necesitan ese llamado, ese don. They need a call and they give. Yes, so, launch out there, use it, and then get them in. Les dijo a ellos, vayan allá afuera, usen su don y su talento, y traigan gente para acá. Don't fight for recognition or fight les dijo no peleen por ser reconocido o por el púlpito porque cuando tú eres fiel con Dios Dios mismo te va a sacar afuera están de acuerdo iglesia mantengámonos fiel y humildes a la presencia de Dios y podemos, vamos a ver cómo Dios nos levantará en esta hora church please don't look back no, iglesia no miren hacia atrás As is the beginning of harvest and also a time of persecution. Esto es el comienzo de cosecha, pero también es de persecución. Are we together? Are we together? Estamos de acuerdo. 
Manténgase fuerte en el Señor. Oren más que nunca. Estudien la palabra de Dios como nunca antes. Amen uno al otro como nunca antes. Put your gifts and your talents in the house of God than ever before. Este, pongan sus talentos y dones en la casa de Dios como nunca lo han hecho. If you are faithful with God in His house, you will see His faithfulness outside of His house upon your life. Si eres fiel en la casa de Dios, vas a ver cómo Dios te va, va a ser fiel contigo allá afuera. I'm not saying anyone faithful outside and God uses them. No, you must be faithful with everything He has given you in His house. Then, when you walk outside, you walk with favor. So be strong in the Lord. Are we together? Are we together? Well, let me just share one testimony and then we pray. There was a lady, there was a lady that came that Uh, they're talking about her testimony uh, in, in a meeting. She gave her life to the Lord. And they had to take a truck. And went to her house. And took, a, and took away all her orders. Altar, altars. Oh, y quitaron todos los altares que ella tenía. I don't know what altars are. ¿Cuántos saben qué son altares? Which altar do you have era más grande que una coqueta. And you had maybe the uh, uh, Buddha God on it, yeah, the yeah, Buddha placed on it. Y ahí ella tenía su dios por el Buda. All decorated. Y estaba todo decorado el altar. All their candles. Tenía toda la vela. They had various, they had shrines in their homes. They had shrines in her home. Tenía ese eh, cosas en su hogar. But she came in contact. With the mighty power of God. Pero cuando ella eh, el poder más poderoso de Dios la tocó. Fueron gente a su casa para remover todo lo que ella tenía ese altar que ella tenía en el, en el hogar. Luego vino otro hombre a la plataforma. Le dijo al pastor, hombre de Dios, estoy siendo tormentado. And I, I, the Lord spoke to me, you know, I wanted to pray. That's why sometimes the Bible says, don't be hesitant to even, when it says, don't be hesitant to lay hands to ordain people. I think that goes every, you know, it goes with everything. Don't just hesitate to, to, to pray for people. Don't be in a hurry to pray for people, but seek the Lord to know what is happening. Y el Señor le ha enseñado que no sea prisú para hablar con las personas, pero que el Señor te muestre. Because with creative miracles and deliverance happening, Happening among hundreds of people. Porque cuando milagro creativo y liberación está pasando sobre miles de personas. I wanted to just 
lay my hands and pray and rebuke the spirit of torment. Yo quería poner las manos rápido sobre ese hombre y reprender el espíritu de tormento. The Lord spoke to me and said, No, don't do it. Pero el Señor me habló y me dijo, No, no lo hagas. Tell him to go and empty his house. El Señor le dijo que le dijera a ese hombre que fuera a su casa y limpiara su casa. Y este hombre se enojó porque yo no oré por él. Y entonces la intérprete que él tenía, China, le interpretó y le dijo, ve y limpia tu casa, dijo el varón. Pues él fue, se fue y decidió dormir en el carro frente de la iglesia, del templo. Le habían dicho que fuera a la casa a limpiarla, pero él decidió quedarse en el carro y dormir porque él pagaba 10 mil ofrendas y se podía y los pastores le decían es bueno este, que tú pagas tu dinero ofrenda pero no podemos permitir que tú te quedes aquí vete a la casa so he left and went and got a y bueno, él se fue y alquiló un hotel se quedó la noche en el hotel Woke up that morning, se levantó la mañana and then called the pastor and confirmed and said, you know what, there are things, there are orders in my house, there are things in my house. Please, I will surrender it, I want to be free. Llamó al a uno de los pastores y le dijo, me rindo, yo voy a sacar todas esas cosas que tengo altares en mi casa. And I think that's what they are doing this week. Y eso es lo que ellos están haciendo estas semanas, limpiando la casa de ese hombre. People of God. Gente de Dios. God loves us so much. Dios nos ama tanto. Personas están siendo libertadas y están viniendo al Señor. Muchos que vienen al Señor. Vamos a quedarnos fuertes en el Señor en este momento. Y será bendecido. Pueden ponerse de pie. Oh, Oh, concerning what you just said about the people that are creeping in the churches. She had a dream these past days that we were um, gathered in a church. In a church, she, there was these men, a lot, a, couple, a lot of men. She couldn't see their faces. She only see their feet. And they were, they started to prophesy. And in that dream, she had so much fear that she was, she was saying, call the pastor, take me out of here. And that it was so strong, the wickedness that she felt in that place. That what, whatever was there was dragging her all over the church. Dragging her. So when, when you arrive in a place, when you arrive, she saw doors and she could, she could, she came out through one of those doors. And 
And when she came out of one of those doors, um, they they had put a mask in her face. And then she could see a number 13, the number 13 she saw when they put the mask. She saw the number 13 um, on the front of her. Well, that's what that's what we can understand. All the same, we as the church, the Lord has placed us as shepherds to, to, to even though he's the chief shepherd of the church, este, nosotros como iglesia el Señor ha puesto pastores aunque Él es el pastor grande de la iglesia pero Él ha puesto una iglesia o un pastor para que cuide sus ovejas y, cada, y todo espíritu este, de división que quiere entrar a la iglesia va a ser desmantelado, va a ser salido a la luz. No todos los que digan yo soy una mujer de Dios, un hombre de Dios, no significa que lo son. Tienes que ver los frutos. Hay gente que están peleando porque quieren ser reconocidos. Hay gente que está trayendo este, desunidad en el cuerpo de Cristo. Por eso el Dios ha puesto pastores para que cuiden de las ovejas y las traigan a la verdad. El espíritu de prostitución está tomando lugar en esta hora. ¿Qué quiero decir? Son personas, cuando digo prostitución, que tú los ves en la iglesia, pero su mente no está en la iglesia, están brincando de lugar en lugar. Eh, a, vamos a guardarnos de ese espíritu y todo aquel que entre por es, por, a esta iglesia que entre con el corazón a la mente para causar división en la iglesia no, yo lo que no va a tomar no van a poder Vencer en nombre de Jesús. Hay personas que han venido y se han enojado tanto conmigo y con, con, con mi esposa. Hubo uno que vino y me enseñó su su tarjeta de ordenanza que lo, ordena, lo, lo ordenaron. Y, y estábamos en el, par, en el parking afuera y yo no miraba de la cabeza de los pies. Y yo le dije, ¿quién fue que te ungió, que puso la mano sobre ti? Este hombre hizo el curso para, para ser líder en la internet. 
to say he came to assist us. Y él era tan atrevido que él vino a decir que él vino a asistirnos a nosotros aquí. Él cogió la clase por internet. So we bring the truth and confront them. What happened? They go through the door. Y cuando, ve, cuando lo confrontamos con la verdad, lo que hacen es que se, se van por la puerta para afuera. We don't hold anybody in this church to manifest their gifts. No, no queremos aguantar a nadie para que manifieste sus dones aquí en la iglesia. Pero manifestar tus dones no es buscar el reconocimiento en el altar. Porque hay gente que se pone a decir, Ay, el pastor no me deja ser mi don ni nada. Si tú eres llamado a ser evangelista, pues vaya y gane alma y tráigalas. You have the gift of prophecy, prophesy to the people on the streets, bring them in. That is the fruit of your call. Y si tienes el don de profecía, pues vaya y profetice y traigan alma a la a la iglesia porque ese es su llamado. Do you know if you look at what the gift of prophecy was not just the body of Christ; it was mainly for the outsiders to know that there is a God. El don de profecía no fue solamente para la iglesia, pero fue hecho para afuera para que para glorificar a Dios allá afuera. So, well, that's true. There's a lot of there's a lot of can speak with with things that are are very. Hay mucho que yo puedo decir de tantas cosas que he escuchado. Pero vamos a orar. The other person that came and left stood here and in front of my wife and I and said. You know, the Lord has called him you know, to come and assist us if you want the direct assistant. Que vino aquí y dijo que él tenía que ser el asistente del pastor porque él tiene el don de profecía. Y cuando le dijimos, déjame ver tu fidelidad, se fue cogiendo. Can we pray wherever we are? Can we pray? Can we just stand? Can we just stand and pray? Listen, people of God. Escuchen, gente de Dios. Attach yourself to a true and faithful spirit in the house. Apégate a un espíritu de verdad en la casa de Dios. Are you with me, church? Están de acuerdo, iglesia. Are you with me, church? Yeah. I have this picture in my mind, and I, I really think, uh, okay, you know how you have the president, right? And you have all those that work with him, right, Cash? Now, which one of those people that work with the president are liabilities? You probably won't find one, am I right? Here's what I'm trying to say. You have strong people, well-talented, well-gifted, well-to-do, working with the president. They're submitted to his leadership. What I want to take away from, you know, we said some things. But I, I, of everything that we said tonight, I think if it would help us to know that we need to come together and be strong as a body. The Church of Christ, this is the perception people have. You have a pastor, he does everything, and the church is a sheep, and we do nothing, and the pastor does everything. That is wrong. Amen? Because we are no longer in the days where the high priest did everything, and the people just came to say amen. I want each of us here to know this, that you have the Spirit of God in you. 
and God is calling us to mature. Are we listening? Amen, everybody? Amen. The dream that Amaralis just said right now, if you are listening, and I'm not saying anything against it, that's just a dream, and a dream is a message. But the small spirit is here, and we are waiting for Pastor. No. You don't wait for Pastor. And I'm not going against a dream. I understand what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say let's get prepared and let's change our mentality of what we see ourselves as a body of Christ. You have the Holy Spirit in you. That's power. And what every, the message that just went forward today and everything is God telling us it's time to start tapping into that, into that power that is within you. It's time for us as a church to wake up and to grow up. Because if we don't grow up, then these things can come. We're not, I mean, we're here because the truth is that when we all grow up, we're supporting and the work is moving and big, we're having victories. So then the pastor here should not be, you know, to constantly pull us. Are we understanding? But we are constantly even lifting him up because as we're lifting, the, not him as a person, but the vision, he carries the vision of the house. As we are lifting that vision up, we are having victory. But if we see the church as something where you have a priest constantly pulling the people, we're going to always be on the, you know, on the losing side. Are we listening? So what I'm trying to say is that dream that she had, it gives us all a responsibility. What I desire to see, are, especially as I speak to the women, I desire to see women of prayer in this house. When we call for prayer, I desire to see more than the three or two or four people I've been seeing. I did, because that should tell us, this is the vision God has given us, not Pastor Gaius, us. And we got to stand up and hold it so the enemy does not have his way in this place or in our families. Amen, church? So I want you to walk out of here today knowing that you have the Spirit of God in you. And like that analogy I just showed right now, is that those that work with the president, he handpicks them to make sure they are well-to-do people who can support the vision. It's the same thing in the church. God has put a pastor who is above the vision, and we submit to him. But it doesn't mean that we are any less, because we all have the Spirit of God to do this work. Amen, Judge? All right. Let's, let's just pray, you know. Yeah, as, as, as we pray, please, uh, uh, you give your, your offerings. Uh, Sister, Sister Lisa, if you could have that for us. I want us to pray and come against every power of darkness that may try to creep into the church in any way. Este, vamos a orar so, este, en contra de todo el espíritu de tiniebla que quiera venir contra la iglesia. You know, I, I used to hold myself and say, God, why will people come and we get attached to them and then they move and then they leave? Yo me preguntaba por qué, le decía a Dios, por qué hay gente que vienen y nosotros nos apegamos a ellos y después ellos se van. I was asking the same question while I was in Malaysia. Y esa misma pregunta yo me pregunté cuando estaba en Malasia. And the same answer he gave to Bishop Manjuru, he gave the same answer to me. Y la misma respuesta que le dio al ministro Manjurs se la dio al pastor. He said, son, you don't know their hearts. Le dijo al pastor, hijo, tú no conoces los corazones de ellos. I know their hearts more. Yo conozco los corazones de ellos, dijo el Señor. And he's saving the church from something we don't know. 
y él está cuidando la iglesia de algo que nosotros no sabemos pero cuando ellos vienen y se arrepienten Dios comienza a trabajar en la vida de esta persona no deje que esas cosas se mue te muevan o te perturben cuando tú ves las personas que vienen y se van pero vamos a mantenernos firmes a la visión que Dios tiene para la iglesia y el llamado que Dios tiene para la iglesia y vamos a ver estas miles de personas oremos Padre damos gracias Roshaka, those going through persecution to be strengthened. Our brothers and sisters, even around the world, the church around the world, going through tough times, that we all will stand in this hour. And the spirit of division, the spirit of division, the Jezebel spirit will not take its place in our midst and in the body of Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus, Roshaka Tapa Rosa, for the offspring of the Lord in this hour, it shall flourish. We shall flourish. The church of God shall flourish. Manta broken zebra kataba. Yikatara bazoko toro boko di kataba. Mandala boshi katara bose ketere. Riabosa katara bandele bokota. Mashi ketere bosi kata. Mandara basi ketere boko zakayaraba. Mashata karabosa. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Protect our children in this hour. Even as they go to school, secure their minds, oh God. We thank you for the harvest. Strengthen each and every one of us. Strengthen the church, oh God. In this hour, we bless your holy name. Cover us all with your precious blood. And anyone that walks in here with a different mind to cause division, in the name of Jesus, we arrest that spirit and we cast it away in the name of Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, give us more wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. For you say the gate of hell shall not prevail against your church and your church worldwide. Strengthen every man in our midst. Strengthen every woman. Strengthen every child. Strengthen every family. In Jesus' name. And we all say, Amen, Amen, Amen. Yes, we could have our offerings. Good to see you all tonight. Come with, invite someone. Yes, yeah, Amen. Yeah. Please invite invite all the send send uh